0: This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Uh, So I got a box of four different Magic Spoon cereals in the mail this week. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. And it was uh, the highlight of my week. absolutely crystal clear delicious boxes of breakfast food that will take you back to your childhood yes diabolical puzzle boxes that will open a portal to an army of extra-dimensional beings who will mercilessly flay your flesh no be safe out there in 86. Club, club. Tanner. Hey bud. Uh you uh look great today. Thank you. Uh I will not be
1: returning the compliment. You look fine today, but not great. Well jokes on you, because I'm wearing your shorts. I know. That's why you don't look good. They're way too big for you. Yeah, they're barely shorts. They come down below my knees. You look like you're wearing your dad's shorts. <laughs> Okay. Like you wet your pants, <laughs> and you had to had to. Your dad had to go out to his car and get his basketball shorts from the trunk.
0: Now everyone's gonna think I'm wearing your shorts because I wet my pants.
1: Yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the vision I wanted them to have. Jack came over to my house. We're at my house today. Jack came over. He immediately wet his pants, even <laughs> though we have a bathroom, and he asked if he could borrow a pair of basketball shorts. No, you're always bragging about that. <laughs> I don't like you forget we have it.
0: <laughs> it's right there. It's not a big apartment. It's warm out. It's unseasonably warm, baby nation. That's what's going on.
1: It is unseasonably warm even which, though it's
0: supposed to blizzard in about an hour. Yeah, and the fear of that blizzard caused me to wet my pants, which happens. It happens. It happens. <laughs> baby nation? Baby nation? You should know you
1: are babies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're all sweet babies. Why do we start calling them baby nation? Why or when? Why?
0: Are they babies? Yeah. I guess there are babies. There are babies in the sense that we give birth to them? No, there are babies in the sense that there are charges. We're responsible for them. Okay. We're sitting them. Okay. We're making sure that they navigate the rocky waters that is the sitter cycle huh. without coming aground. What what's ashore? The great fire at Marianne's house. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of the song, um, The
1: River by Garth Brooks, which I will now sing in its entirety. Oh, hang on. You know the oh, no. uh,
0: don't fucking sing the song. Oh, okay. Hi, hi. Hi. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club. Club. Club a podcast in which I, Jack Shepard. And I, Tanner Greenring. Discuss the classic novels of Princeton's Zone princess and Matthews Martin.
1: Jack. Yes. I just got back from Norway. Yep. I had a very good time. It's beautiful there. It's lovely. I encourage everyone in Baby Nation to go. I'm not being paid by the Norway Tourist Bureau. I just really liked it. Not yet. Their word for hello is hi, H-E-I. Mm-hmm. You know what they say, though, when you go and greet them? If you walk into, say, the Munch Museum and you say, two tickets, please, they say, hi, hi. Hi, hi. That's just sort of their national greeting.
0: Wow. So it's, Hi, hi. Is that... A sign that our podcast is a massive, deeply penetrated success. Yeah, we have a full market penetration in Norway. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, you must be a celebrity walking among them. Hi 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 hi. Well You're now, welcome. Now I have an existential crisis, club club, about whether I am saying our cool BSCC catchphrase to Jamie you, Jamie
1: Newton's cool BSCC
0: catchphrase, Jamie Newton's cool BSCC. you yeah. can't claim ownership over that. And and made it up. Well, Jamie Newton made it up. Jamie Newton made it up. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: look at my notes, man. It's literally been a week and a half since I've made any of these notes. Well, Tanner,
0: green mm-hmm. ring. Yeah. I think that you make excellent notes. Uh, tell me about Norway, Tanner. Anyone who goes there must be really fascinating. This is what you're... What are you doing to me? What do you mean, Tanner? Did you have a good trip? I had a good trip.
1: Tanner? Yeah. yeah. Jack?
0: Uh... I'm trying to do a you-directed conversation. Is that like Dale
1: Carnegie? No, it's what Don does in this book. Oh yeah, she reads about it in one of Stacy's magazines. It's
0: a cool. It's a cool trick, baby nation.
1: It's essentially pickup artist techniques. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I wrote them down. Always. So Don reads this in uh, one of Stacy's magazines, and it right. leads her astray. Oh. Uh, we should explain. Baby Nation. Don re- is trying to impress a boy. No, let's explain even more. Oh, okay. This week, we read a book called Don's Big Date. I read it, Jack. Did you read it? Did I read you? it twice. Hey, Did you read
1: Jack Don's Big Date? Yeah,
0: Tanner. Did you enjoy it? Y- did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it, <laughs> you enjoy it Jack? <laughs> Enough about me. Yeah. Uh, what about yourself?
1: Oh, great. But, yeah. you know... <laughs> I could talk on and on about me all day. I'm really here to learn about you, Jack.
0: That's so amazing. Yeah. Anyone who feels that way must be a really amazing person. What's it like to be such an amazing person?
1: Oh, you know who you're going to have to ask? Who?
0: Yourself, Jack.
1: (laughs) No one wants this. (laughs) No
0: one wants this. I don't like it. This
1: is not our dynamic.
0: (laughs) It's hard. Yeah. It's hard for me to do. Even trying to do a you-directed conversation to you, yeah. every time you ask me a question about myself, there was this like huge magnetic pull to answer <laughs> it at great length. It's really hard. I don't know yeah. how Dawn pulls it off. Well, she doesn't, <laughs> but
1: maybe we should get into that. This week, we read a book called... Dawn's Big Date,
0: I already said that. Um, it, it was pretty good, and both of us read it twice. And, well, I read it, and then I got sick, and then I went on vacation, and now I'm back. That was two weeks ago, and the thing about these books, they're great, but they really have a way of really slipping out of your mind. Yeah. If more than. They all
1: kind of run together. Well. I was like, oh, uh, let's see what happened in this one. Uh, Dawn meets... Uh, Logan's cousin um, hey, we're, no Mimi don't. dies <laughs> yeah uh the McGill's get divorced. there's a super um, brat
0: on the loose, yeah, <laughs> I think that's everything, <laughs> yeah I was gonna say something to you,
1: oh, was it about how dazzling my eyes are, <laughs> Tanner <laughs> because we're in your house, we are sitting a little closer than yeah.
0: normal, and i'm feel I'm feeling that closeness, yeah, I you also those. may
1: you also may hear little Hercules Mulligan here perk up, yeah, he's sitting right here beside me.
0: We could describe this novel. Okay. Do you think? Uh,
1: it's not my favorite segment, but I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's, it's the only segment that we get to with any reliability. No, we do Burn of the
1: Week every week. Mm-hmm. We do Tearful Moment
0: almost every week. Yeah, not this week, buddy.
1: Ooh, me, me,
0: me, me. Oh, you got one? Yeah. You want to just lead with it? No, we're going to lead with description of this book for the Baby Nation. Not everybody necessarily read this. Um, i tell you what we could lead with, actually, before we get into it. Maybe just a little Bible reading. Okay. Just a real quick one. You think so? Yeah. Just something picked at random and then we'll do the descriptions of the book. There's nothing wrong with that. A little Bring prayer a and Bible podcast. into the classroom yeah. here, huh? <laughs> just a brief reading and then we'll and then we'll go straight into the descriptions. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm gonna pick something from Proverbs. It's a favorite of ours.
1: Okay. Should I pick one too or
0: Yeah, go for it. Okay. Why don't I go first? Okay. And then you pick one while I'm reading. It's Proverbs four eighteen. But the path of the righteous is like the light of the new dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. It's a nice thing to just kind of get us started, get us, uh, get us into this. Yeah, I don't see how
1: it's relevant at all.
0: No, no, no. It's not, I'm not saying that it is. I just, I just thought something. Uh, it's kind of a thought starter. It's what I call a thought starter. So read it to me again. Just kind of slow it down. But the path of the, the righteous, righteous. Uh-huh. is like the light of the new dawn, new dawn uh-huh. that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. Do you got one you want to read, or should we just do? Well, should we go straight to the descriptions? Yeah,
1: I think I've got one here. Okay. Uh, let's see. Mm, yeah, here's here's a good one. Here's a good one that I think it has some some bearing today. Okay. When he speaks graciously, believe him not. For there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred be covered with deception, his wickedness will be exposed in the assembly.
0: What? Yeah. What's Is that from Revelation?
1: It's from Proverbs, again.
0: Oh, it's from Proverbs.
1: 25 through 26. It's kind of about uh, people who will try to deceive you. Oh, really? Make you believe something. Yeah. Make you read something in a text that's just not there.
0: Just not there. People seven? who
1: have seven abominations in their heart. People who speak graciously. People who address people and say... Hi, Tanner. How yeah. was your trip to Norway, Tanner? You have such dazzling eyes.
0: Yeah, but they don't mean it. No. They're just doing you directed conversation. Yeah, and they're deceivers. Wow. What do you think of that? Uh, I think that it is troubling.
1: I just We just both picked a Bible verse. Yeah. That's, you did yours. Yeah, I did mine. Yours is about something. Mine is about people coming into this podcast and trying to deceive
0: you and making you believe something that's just not true. I'll tell you what I have in my heart is seven babysitters. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah, and we're going to talk particularly about one of them today. And that is... Mary Ann Spear. Nope. Oh. Dawn Schaefer. Okay. Her sister. And not just Dawn, not just any old Dawn, Mm. specifically not the old Dawn. No. The new Dawn. There's
1: a new Dawn in town. There's a
0: new Dawn in town. Right. And her light shines brighter and brighter. Yeah. Until the full day. Here's what we like to do. Tanner, I describe the book and then you describe the book.
1: Yeah, I know. I know, Jack. I know. That's it We do it every week We do it every week You try to spice it up sometimes You try to make it new But it's not
0: It's just It's the thing we do We're locked into it It's the thing we do It's the cycle of of Don't know why we do it twice No
1: idea Yep No idea why we do it twice
0: It started at some point We can't get out of it
1: We just do it
0: Oof Maybe if we started listening to each other a little bit more, Mm. we could avoid some of this redundancy. Sorry, I don't listen to people who speak
1: graciously uh, but have seven abominations in their hearts. They are deceivers. Fine. Great.
0: Well, I don't listen to people who don't ask me questions about my day. Or
1: I asked you how your day was. You came in. You peed your pants. I gave you basketball (laughs) shorts. It was all there.
0: (laughs) Thank you for that. Yeah. How about I describe this book? You okay with that, bud? Yes, please. All right, I'm going to begin now. When a mysteriously beguiling man named Louis Bruno walks into the sleepy town of Stony Brook, something unexpected starts to happen to Dawn Schaefer. Normally bright, outgoing, and responsible, Dawn becomes sullen, dark-eyed, and withdrawn overnight. She picks fights with her best friends, argues with her parents, and plays cruel tricks on her teachers at school. And as Dawn changes in demeanor, she begins to change in appearance as well. Fun little sound came out of you there. Her long, straight hair begins to curl. Her bright, curious eyes develop dark lines beneath them, and her once pristine school clothes appear ripped and frayed. There is no longer any doubt that Dawn began to change when the stranger walked into town. The only question that remains is what she's changing into. Dawn's big date. Book number 50 of The Babysitter's Club. Club. Nope. A podcast. In which I, Jack Shepard, we're at 52, buddy. Yeah. This is it that means this is this, that means we've been doing this for a a whole year.
1: Time has no bearing here yep. in the sitterverse.
0: Yeah. the the year ticked over and we're back in the 8th grade again. Right. Here we are. Might as well we nothing should just, has changed. We've learned no lessons. We
1: should have at number 10, yeah. we should have started listing every episode as BSEC number 10.
0: Mm, that would have been very confusing.
1: Very meta too. Yeah.
0: There's a lot on amber theory in this book.
1: Oh, you think so? Yes, you I caught think some so. Amber Theory. I know. Should so. I do my recap first? Yeah. Why don't you? Ooh, you never volunteer. Well, I just want to get through because you got me. You got me horny for this.
0: It's <laughs> weird to say it that way. Amber Theory content. Good. Well, I hope I deliver. Now <laughs> it's all that you directed conversation. <laughs> just kind of got you right in the mood for it. Maybe me peeing my pants a little bit.
1: You know, I'm just I'm I'm jet lagged. <laughs> We're in my house. It's about to start blizzarding. It's just feeling a little, everything's feeling a little exciting. Yeah. You know? All
0: right. Well, I hope you bring some of that excitement to our next segment, which is you describing the book with a twist, which is basically that I put 60 seconds on the, Baby Nation, you know the drill. Oh,
1: you know why we're so off tonight? What? Why? No, Sunray.
0: Oh, we don't have a Sunray We're at at my place. We're in your dim, gloomy apartment with its regular fluorescent lights. It's nice. I'm not saying it's not nice, but I want the blast, the reassuring, warm blast. That's why I feel so off. Well, you look great. Thanks. Yeah. Are are those your eyes? These are my eyes. Yeah. Wow. Anyone who has eyes like that must be a truly amazing person.
1: Yeah. That's kind of your go-to, huh?
0: Yeah. It's what she (laughs) says to Louis. She says... Hang on. What does she say to Louis? Anyone from Louisville. Yeah. She says, everyone loves their compliment, I recalled. Tell us about Louisville, I said. Anywhere you live must be completely fascinating. <laughs> <Lewis>. <laughs> Which is weird because it's not really a good compliment at all. No.
1: And he's also just like, no, it's not.
0: Yeah. It's and then she tries this thing where she's like, uh, Louisville and Lewis. And he's like, I've heard that a thousand fucking times. Yeah. How about you describe this book? Oh, put... okay. All right. Okay. Get back into that good place. Okay. I'm going to put 60 seconds on the big bad clock. You're going to start describing that book when I do. And that is happening right now. Start.
1: Louis Bruno is coming to visit from Louisville. He's coming to visit his cousin, Logan Bruno, beau of Marianne Spear. Uh, Don has been pen-palling with him. They've been sending pictures back and forth. I can see the timer, and I hate it. Uh... They uh Dawn decides that she's not cool enough, no boys like her, so she she changes herself, she d- gives herself a makeover, she starts dressing like Cindy Lauper and like has weird hairdo's where it's like braided like Bo Derek style at the top and then unbraided at the bottom, and she's wearing shiny skirts and stuff. Uh Lewis is not into it, he doesn't like this new Dawn, he liked the old Dawn. So she realizes the error of her ways and throws out all of Stacy's fashion magazines and stops listening to Marianne's advice. Uh, There's also this little boy named Norman Hill, and he's uh, overweight, and Don and the babysitters help uh, convince his parents that it's okay to be overweight. I think I
0: got it. <laughs> you suddenly remember there was a B-plot yeah. <laughs> right at the end. Yeah. Don and Marianne have a huge fight. Yeah, as usual. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder whether they like each other at all. It's like,
1: I don't, every time there's a Marianne or Don book where they're, they have to interact with one another, it's always a fight.
0: And Marianne is on some weird fucking shit here. Yeah, Marianne's being a real weirdo. Like, the thing that they fight about, I normally take Don's side. Don's my favorite babysitter. I'm, j- I'm just <laughs> going to put that out there. Definitely. I think she's the coolest.
1: Yeah, Christy's the coolest.
0: Well, okay. That's okay. To, this is she the...
1: started the Babysitter's Club. If there wasn't a Christy, there wouldn't be a Babysitter's Club, and you wouldn't be reading these books.
0: If there wasn't a Dawn, the Babysitter's Club would be this like authoritarian, bureaucratic nightmare where everybody just like comes in and like punches their time clock. It would be like 1984. Dawn brings—
1: If there wasn't a Christy, there wouldn't be that society in the first place. Everyone would just be smoking
0: ganja and like... Eating tofu salad, eating fucking yuck. delicious soybean pie. That sounds good. It's good as hell. And it, that's where... I don't know if... I guess they mention tofu when, whenever they talk about... It's, a,
1: it's, like a, it's like a stinger on a joke. Yeah, there's like, a lot of... She convinces Louis Bruno to eat hummus. And he was like, "I liked it," and she was like, "Oh well, maybe I'll get you to come around to tofu." And he's like, "Oh, oh don't push it."
0: Yeah, but there's this like, there's a lot of soybean action that that feels either dated or something that Anna Martin made up. Like the, she makes a soybean pie. Like tofu oh. is a real thing.
1: You think the soy council's behind this one?
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe the scholastic lawyers were like, "Look, we business some, has been slow. We got
1: to find some new revenue streams."
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we tried some new catchphrases last week. They didn't work out because you deployed them in the service of a young girl who has childhood cancer. Had. Had. We, and
1: We looked at the Wikipedia. She's fine. She's
0: fine. Okay, yeah. good. Whew. But we, the soybean council is throwing us a bone, and you have to pretend that soybean pie is a thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd eat it. I'm a, I'd give it a whirl. It
1: doesn't even have sugar in it, so that's going to be good.
0: Oh, man, I've got so many fucking threads.
1: Pull on one of them.
0: I should pull on one of them.
1: What were we talking about before? We were going
0: to talk about Amber Theory. Okay. Do you want to go there? But I want to stay on food. Just because, did you notice that Marianne continues her weird food aphasia? No. In this book? Do you remember a number of books ago that Marianne didn't know what tomatoes were? Right. (laughs)
1: What does she not know what it is this time? She
0: was like I can't remember which book it was. Maybe it was one of the ones that was about the Great Romance. Maybe it was Marianne and the Great Romance. Right. Marianne was like, My dad loves salads. Like he has this like crazy thing that he puts on salads that's called sun dried tomatoes. Tomatoes. I don't know. It's crazy. Pretty weird.
1: I think they're from Italy. I don't know.
0: (laughs) So we tried it. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. It's like What was was her
1: what was her hang up this week?
0: This week. Uh, So they're having this competition where Don and Marianne are... Don is like, I'm going to make soybean pie. Right. And she's like, everyone's going to fucking love it. They're having a New Year's party. Right. Mr. Spear actually does love it. He like eats a piece. He's like, this
1: is good. And Marianne's like, it's just soybeans. And he's like,
0: bleh. Well, Mr. Spear's New Year's resolution is to be like less horrible to his family.
1: Well, he didn't do a very good job of it this week. (laughs)
0: At least he fucking tried, Tanner. Marianne is like, I can beat your soybean pie. And she says, "Uh, I love those little hot dogs. They're so adorable. What's that cute name they call them? Oh, yeah. Pigs in a blanket?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pretty uh, classic American food, Marianne.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's the cute name they call them.
1: Pigs in a blanket.
0: Yeah, those crazy marketing geniuses. (laughs) <laughs> it, or, or I wonder
1: if when was this book made? 92 probably like 91 that. I wonder if Pigs in the Blanket were fairly new
0: no they've been around for centuries you think so? yeah Marion is just Marion. like doesn't know food she just doesn't get it she has a thing like she's like she is constantly surprised by food yeah T- sun-dried tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> soybeans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good um, we were going to talk about Amber Theory. If you'd like to. Amber Theory for New Baby Peas. Yeah. It's a theory we have. Well, it's not a theory. No, it's, it's the truth. It's the actual truth of this
1: universe. Confirmed. Yeah. Book 10, Anna yeah. M. Martin said in the happy reading section that until then, the girls were aging. When we started these books, they were all 13. Yeah. Uh, they were all in the seventh grade, but at book 10, she realized that she couldn't keep up this pace and have these girls aging normally. So she halted time. Yeah. And the girls are forever trapped at 14. They're, They're forever trapped in the eighth grade. Time seems to be passing, yeah. but it is not. They remain the same age and they Never will die. till the final book in the series, The Fire at Marianne's House. Yeah. We're yeah. not sure what happens then.
0: We think they burn.
1: They must burn. Yeah. But until then, they are trapped in amber, amber theory.
0: Yep. God, you did a good job of explaining it.
1: Jack has some some action on Amber Theory this week. I got some
0: action on Amber Theory. It's gotten a little more aggressive recently. It just feels like Anne, and we've talked about this in previous episodes. She's like taunting us. She's taunting us. It feels like she is uncertain about her choice. Like, she recognizes that she's protecting them, and she feels like it's the right choice. She's protecting them by keeping them trapped in Amber and never allowing them to age. But she also recognizes that there's like... What we you and I know and believe you're taking away a very important part of someone's life by not letting them age and experience new things and and fall in love and have children and grow up and like you know all of the things that that we all do and that these babysitters will never get to do right and and it's just kind of bumping around the edges of that what I think is a questionable moral choice I mean think about that, think about Danielle, yeah. Our childhood
1: leukemia survivor. R. I. P. She is always going to be dying of childhood leukemia. Yeah. Thanks to Anne.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's like that's and that's just like an ancillary effect of what she's doing. Right. Like these girls, sure, whatever. The dog, girls are fine. They're gonna I mean, they're gonna be okay. They're not they're gonna not gonna have the full richness of human experience.
1: Here's a few things that the girls are always gonna be suffering from. The recent death of Mimi Yamamoto.
0: Yeah, that rawness will never go away.
1: They mention it almost every beginning chapter. Yeah. They're like, oh, Claudia Kishi, she has porcelain skin and beautiful black hair. Yeah. She loves junk food and her she grandmother. Like a fucking lunatic. Her grandmother Mimi recently passed away. Right. It's like dogs. That was well over a year ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you'll never be able to move on from that. Right. So I think that Anne is having second thoughts. There are two references to Amber Theory in this book. Okay. Uh, one is something that Marianne says. I know what Dawn means, Marianne said loyally. Everyone should be allowed to change. I mean, we're only 13. None of us will stay exactly the way we are for the rest of our lives. What the hell is that? She's saying Marianne, who, as we know, is in many ways a proxy for Anne, mm-hmm. is saying two things. She's saying, one, everyone should be allowed to change. True. And she's saying too, none of us will stay exactly the way we are for the rest of our lives. False.
1: Maybe, may uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's is Anne Anne's, is Anne saying something? She's is saying she something. growing tired of Amber Theory? Does she want these girls to like grow and change? Does she want it? She doesn't want it just a new Dawn. She wants a new Christie. She wants a new right. Marianne. And
0: that's what this book is about, right? This book is about a new Dawn. It's about Dawn trying to change, right? Here's the second thing that happens. This is something that Dawn says. It snowed the day I went to sit for the hills. Although I detest the cold weather, I do like snow, at least while it's falling. It makes everything so pretty and clean looking. I feel as if I'm in one of those glass balls. You know, the kind you shake and snow swirls around a plastic house or snowman. Right. I looked down at my black wool gloves and saw individual snowflakes that had fallen on them. They were beautiful. Right. She's in a fucking snow globe. Right. She looks around and she feels like she's in a snow globe. Like a a still life of a scene, of a beautiful scene, but one that will, by its very nature, never change. And then the Anne M. Martins of this world can grab it, shake it up, and you watch shit happen. You watch shit change inside it. And then it settles back into the same fucking place. sounds like Anne's not into it either, though. No, it sounds like she's
1: realizing what's happened. There's some other force that's, like, making Anne do this. She wants to free these girls as badly as they want to be freed. Yeah. What is it, though? I think
0: it's the Brunos, man. Oh, of course. I think it's the Brunos. We've got a new Bruno in town. Yeah, Louis. Louis. He's
1: just as charming, just as handsome. He's got just as southern of a drawl as Logan.
0: Yeah. Let me tell you something sketchy about Louis Bruno. Okay. He's very similar to Logan. Right. He's super fucking charming. He is very, he charmed me. He is he, very he got charming. You. Yeah, he got me. Whew. Yeah. This is a guy who goes over to his friend's house, doesn't wet his pants once. Oh. <laughs> Here's something that he says. So, uh, Don, on their fucking date, is doing you directed conversation at him. Right. It's it's Dale Carnegie stuff. Dale Carnegie stuff.
1: Turn the conversation back to them. Say their name as many times as you can.
0: Yeah. Oh, so I just got text. Yeah, check it out. Yep. All right, Baby Nation. I'm looking here. Yep, it's a picture of Tanner's dog. You know what I can see, Tanner, with my literal human eyes? Is your oh, dog doing the same thing. Oh, oh. Okay, back to work. Don, Don, Tanner. Yeah. Don asks Lewis about Louisville. And he responds in a way that somebody who had never been to Louisville, but who maybe read a book about oh, Louisville. Oh, yeah, yeah, Right. Yeah. Like he, he po- pulled
1: up his phone and like yeah. Wikipedia Louisville. He responded
0: quick. like if, if you were trying to like fake to me that you were from Louisville.
1: Let's do a role play. Okay. You're Don Schaefer. Okay. And I'm uh, Louis Bruno. Okay. Do some you directed conversation at me. Uh, Louis? Yeah.
0: Uh, Louis Bruno.
1: That's me. I'm Louis Bruno. (laughs) Where are you? Oh, sorry. Oh, Southern accent. Yeah. That's me.
0: Nope. Yep. You nailed it.
1: I'm Louis Bruno.
0: Yep. Nope. Nope. I'm done. <laughs> I'm yeah. done. I'm yeah. done. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> yeah, you're Don. you're done. Lewis, hello. Is that your accent? That's my accent. Someone who has an accent like that must be a truly fascinating person. Pretty fascinating. Where are you from, Lewis Bruno? Uh,
1: Louisville, Kentucky, just like <laughs> Logan here. Uh tell me about life in Louisville, Kentucky. I will do that now. It is the uh commonwealth. <laughs> it's th- the third largest city in the commonwealth of um, sorry, it is the largest city in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Yep. It is the 30th most popular <laughs> city in the United States of America. Oh. Um, second largest being Lexington, of course. It was founded in 1778 by George Rogers Clark and is named after King Louis, the Fort 16th of
0: France. Wow. You seem to have had a really rich and unique Early life, growing up in Louisville, Kentucky. What's the...
1: Louisville and Jefferson County have a combined area of 397 square miles.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, I'm convinced that you're from Louisville. Uh, uh, Louisville has a humid
1: (laughs) subtropical climate with four distinct seasons. Oh, that must
0: have been strange growing up for you.
1: As I'm saying this, I slowly pass a folded up piece of paper to you. (laughs) And you uh, what's, unfold it, and it says, the cat people have taken Louisville.
0: <laughs> the cat people have taken Louisville. I must baby go nation. back,
1: but know this. <laughs> not going to explain that, <laughs> baby nation. Baby bees? Not worth explaining.
0: We're not going to explain why you're bees?
1: Not going to explain why you're bees? Not going to explain why the cat people have taken Louisville. They just
0: have. Yeah.
1: It is a DMZ. Yeah. It's stay, a baby Nation, stay clear of Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Unless you want to be a slave to the cat people.
0: Yeah. What Lewis says is very much like that. We've essentially reenacted for you. But he says, <laughs> we were such crazy little kids. I'd sit under Logan's bedroom window, Winnie, and say, you will never leave this farm alive. Yeah. Poor Logan, I chuckled. Poor Logan, nothing. I'm doing Bill Clinton. I don't know why. <laughs> it's that's good Bill though. Yeah,
1: it's a really good Bill Clinton. Poor. He's even doing the little
0: thumbs. Yeah, nation. <laughs> We're doing Bill Clinton for this. Just try to put yourself there. Poor Logan. Nothing. He got me back. One night he came to the window and dumped a bucket of oats under my head. So that's what that is. Literally what Lewis talks like. First of all, that accent does not sound like someone from Louisville. No, that's a tell. Nice try. Second of all, Lewis. people from Louisville don't go around like dumping horse oats on each other's heads. Can that I... is like the biggest caricature. Can I just really quickly interject? Yeah, please. Uh, I want to tell you about my.
1: It it's echoey. Resonated. My burn of the week is the thing you just said.
0: your burn is lewis's burn on logan Logan.
1: they grew up together and they played pranks on
0: one another this
1: reminds me of the place where we used to spend summers he said settling back into the hay oh don is showing him the barn at her house
0: oh yeah things go well after the date
1: it was a horse farm about two hours outside of louisville He told me about the wonderful summers he and Logan had shared at the farm. I laughed when Lewis described how years ago he had tricked Logan into believing he was the ghost of a dead horse. (laughs) (laughs) We were such crazy little kids, said Lewis with a laugh. I'd sit under his bedroom window, Winnie, and say, You will never leave this farm alive.
0: (laughs) What a fucked up trick. Well, you know what? I just realized... That is like something that is going to resonate with Dawn super well because she loves gaslighting people with fake fucking ghost stories.
1: And this one's even like, it's an elevation. It's like he's doubling down on it because it's not even just a ghost. It's like a horse
0: ghost. It's like a punning ghost horse.
1: Oh, it's just so good and such a good gaslight and such a fucked up thing to do. It's literally,
0: God, Dawn didn't, I mean, who knows? Like, I can't imagine that Anne writes down the whole conversation that they had. So maybe this happened and we can imagine it. Probably. But if I were Don at that moment, I would be like, I fucking gaslighted my best friend, too, by right. making her think that there was a ghost in the secret passage. I, we pretended, to yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> pretended to be anus. Yeah. I pretended to float, be anus. Floated around and spooked Marianne. And Marianne still believes in literal ghosts <laughs> right. now because of that. <laughs> And, and is Logan like probably still believes in ghost fucking horses? Fucking can't sleep at night. I just thought it was such
1: a good prank. That's
0: a good prank. Who yeah. would have seen that coming? Baby nation, if you're looking for a prank to do on your coworkers, yeah, pretend you
1: you're know? a ghost horse.
0: Yeah, pretend you're a
1: sit like crouch just outside of their field of view, outside their cubicle. Yeah, and make ghost horse Hilarious. puns.
0: <laughs> yeah, ghost horse puns. Yeah,
1: just like Louis Bruno. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Best Fiends is a free-to-download, casual, mobile puzzle game with literally thousands of levels that is Boredom's Worst Nightmare, and uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the... Jack's, Jack's, jumping, jerks, Jack's jerks, jumping Jerks, and Tanner's Tiny, tiny Ticklers. ticklers. Yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to level uh, and enjoying more levels, events, and challenges that are added all the time, um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My if, phone wasn't
1: working, but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and I've, I've, I feel like I've caught up with you in in Best yeah. Fiends. Um, okay, that's great to hear. I'm really, I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and, and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game. I do love the game. I just had a lot of phone troubles up until now.
0: Okay, well, I'm glad but you're back. But I'm, now
1: I'm embracing it. I'm playing it. I'm having so much fun with it. I love it.
0: Uh, download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy that's sh- friends without the R. Best this thing just lit up. Fiends. Okay. Well, this is great.
1: Whoa, that's a lot of <laughs>
0: notifications. <laughs>
1: um, did you have a burn of the week while we're while we're here?
0: Yeah, uh, um, I got a couple. When Dawn becomes a new Dawn, she turns into this fucking crazy, completely unrecognizable person. Right. It's it's insane. The shit that she wears is out of this fucking world.
1: It's like Lady Gaga stole her entire like thing from th-
0: this new Dawn. 100%. She like at one point she makes uh she makes a mini skirt out of sweatpants right by like just cutting off the sweatpants and then unstitching them and restitching them as a mini skirt. And what she uses to restitch them is part of a flower dress that she had. Then she tie dyes leggings and a t-shirt. Right. And wears tie dyed t-shirt and tie dyed leggings. And then she braids all of her hair. The, the picture that I got, like she like, Makes her all her hair into a bunch of tiny different braids. Right. The image that I got of this is do you remember when uh Axl Rose reformed the Guns N' Roses? And he had that bandana? With Buckethead? Yeah. No, it's like post bandana. It was like we hadn't heard from the Guns N' Roses in like twenty years. Yeah, he was a little overweight. And he just had like crazy braids and right. like he was still working on Chinese democracy. Yeah. And he came out and was just like real out of breath and had crazy braids and like Buckethead was on stage and right. it was I don't know. Yeah, I remember that. Everyone remembers that. <laughs> Everyone remembers that. Right? Very
1: distinctive moment in the history yeah. of rock and roll. <laughs> right anyway. up there with the Beatles on top of Apple Records Studios yeah. rooftop.
0: Yeah. So Dawn's on some crazy shit, but her clothes is only half of the fucking battle.
1: Except you miss something. The what? braids, they're like cornrow braids. Yeah. Down to her ears. Yeah. And then from the ears on down, it's not braided. Oh, really? It's just like curly <laughs> hair. Like, she unbraided okay, it from there Give Because gave down. her a perm. Right. <laughs> so, it's just, she just looks like a maniac. She's just on a whole different tip
0: this week. Oh, and speaking of people who are on a whole different tip this week, I have got a... <laughs> <laughs> I recognize we're...
1: We're already mid-bit.
0: I, I recognize we're inside of you're Burn of the are nesting week. bits now. Yeah, it's good. It feels good. It feels right. Uh, Claudia this week dressed as the endless starry vacuum of space.
1: Oh, you're actually doing a Claudia one.
0: Yeah. Just out of nowhere. Claudia had tied her hair up in a high ponytail with this silver netting around it. She was wearing wide black pants and a top with a silver moon applique to the front. Yeah. She dressed as space. She couldn't be outdone. She's so fucking conceptual. She's been the sea. Yeah. And now she's space. And this is like a party with the other babysitters. Yeah. She's just like, oh, fuck. I'm having a party with my best friends. They have a sleepover. I, we're gonna having a sleepover. I don't remember why. I better dress. It's New Year's. Oh, right. I better dress as space. That's so fucking conceptual.
1: New Year's, huh? Yeah. Huh, Anne? Is it New Year's, Anne?
0: Is it, Anne? Oh, we just ticked back over. That's why Amber Theory's on her mind. Right. Because we ticked back over into 1986 again.
1: They're just always confused. The babysitters are just like, out with the old and with the new, say goodbye to 1986 and say hello to
0: 1986. Yep. Ugh. And that explains what Dawn does. She puts up a banner that says, Happy 1979.
1: Oh, yeah. She does.
0: She just finds a banner that says 1979. She puts it up. It features later because Marianne is trying to tell Lewis that Don is quirky and cool. Right. And that's her and example. And that's the story she tells. Lewis
1: also seems like a real dud a little bit. at times because yeah. they like, try to impress... Marianne's trying very hard to impress him with Don's antics. And she's like, oh, she does such weird, quirky stuff. Like, put up a banner that says 1979 on it. And Louis is just like, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, what?
1: And Marianne's like, there's nothing, there's nothing to get.
0: Well, Lewis. I, I don't want to totally take a side, but he has been subjected to the most insane version of Dawn. Right. The so the last oh it's man. not the Dawn
1: he fell in love with.
0: We're, we're falling. We're, I'm gonna baby nation. I'm gonna get to my burn of the week. Soon. Okay,
1: let's let's kick back up.
0: But before we get to that, I'm gonna give you a little bit of a taste of the new Dawn.
1: Sure. This is. We're still within Claudia's closet. Yeah, yeah let's we're st- say.
0: Okay, we're still in Claudia's closet. So I should do my. I should do more outfit stuff before I come out of it.
1: This is your taste
0: of the new dawn. Um, it should be outfit adjacent. It kind of is. She takes this weird picture of herself wearing this crazy outfit and she finds a card. This is before Lewis gets to Stony Brook, the, like the day before. Right. She finds a card to send him. It showed the back of a big chair. All you see are a woman's curvy legs hanging over the side. She's wearing red high heels. And here's what. Don, hubba. hubba. <laughs> yeah. The, yes. A exactly. chair with legs? Hello.
1: <laughs> Beautiful and comfortable. <laughs> Now you're speaking my language.
0: (laughs) Here's what she writes on the card. Yeah. Dear (laughs) Lewis, I wrote. Yeah. Dying to see you Friday night. Marianne said you have an extremely hunky voice. I can't wait to hear it whisper in my ear. Sounds like Mrs.
1: Barrett. (laughs) (laughs) Until then, (laughs) dawn. She got some tips from Mrs. Barrett. Yeah. Nights with Mrs. Barrett. Right. That sounds like a very sexy chair. Yeah. That's a very out of character thing for Don to do. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like the new Don. Turns out no one does. Yeah. Claudia's wearing some fucked up shit. Do you want to hear what she bought? From, Don bought from Zingy's? Yeah. <laughs> Another visit to Zingy's this week.
0: <laughs> Don takes a trip to Zingy's and the folks at Zingy's are more than happy to help her out. Yeah. They're more than happy. They're the like, oh.
1: woman who works at Zingy's, Baby yeah. Nation, has four piercings <laughs> yeah. in each ear. <laughs>
0: I know that sounds crazy. Dawn is is yeah. quick.
1: Th- that's how she establishes status. Yeah. Here's how I know how to take, why I should take this person seriously. Yeah. Four holes, two ears.
0: <laughs> Here's what she's wearing at Zingy's, and then I'm going to tell you my burn of the week. Oh, You cool with that? Yep. I'm trying to get us out of here, man. We're five layers Should I do deep. my tearful
1: moment now? No,
0: fuck you. If you want to, you can Just dig cause? us out of here.
1: <laughs> we'll get even even deeper in. <laughs> We'll do a great American novel of the week while we're
0: done. No, I'm gonna pull us out. I'm gonna pull us out. Here's the outfit. Black ballet slippers, black lace capri leggings, a short metallic silver skirt with all this crinoline stuff underneath that made it poof out, a stretchy tight black and white striped top with long sleeves. I bought six rubber bangle bracelets and a new pair of feather earrings that reached down to my shoulder. I wore both earrings in the two holes in my right ear. Show off. Right. I put a pair of small black hopes in the two holes on my left. Hoops. I put a pair of small black hoops in the two holes on the left. Humble brag. Oh, brag. Two holes in each ear. She's have... just
1: showing off her status. She's like, yeah. "Look how many holes I
0: have." This time I didn't set my hair. I piled it on top of my head and then made six braids. Dawn, stop it! I can't even picture it. Yeah, it sounds like a Picasso painting. It's insane. Yeah. Oh man, we got to talk about the subplot in this book. You know what we should talk about first? Your fucking burn of the week. We're still oh, yeah. a layer down. The the new dawn. Where's some crazy shit? I feel like we've established that. She also does some crazy shit. She goes to her fucking class at school, and the teacher, she fucking knows the answer to this question. She's the best in her science class. Right. She's very smart. She's very very fucking intelligent. The teacher is like- Very charismatic. Trying to catch a goddamn break. Very laid back. The teacher is like, it's my last class of the day. Trying to catch a break. I'm going to ask this question to Dawn Schaefer. Softball. She never lets me down. I'm going to pitch Dawn a softball, and we're going to get the fuck out of here. Name two common forms of igneous rock, she says. Physical science is not my favorite subject, but I could answer that one. Granite and basalt. It was right in the text. I opened my mouth to speak, but something stopped me. I didn't feel like being perky Don, good student. Cool kids didn't sit up straight and answer all the teacher's questions. They slouched and stared into space as if everything were a bore.
1: Literally how I treat this entire podcast. Yeah. So, kind of a cool
0: kid. You're very much the new Dawn. Yeah. The new Dawn of this podcast, and I'm the old Dawn of this podcast. You're not really much of an old Dawn, though. Okay. What would you put Peg me as, then? Janine. (laughs) You're the Janine of this podcast. Good. Okay. Thank you. Name two common forms of igneous rock, says the teacher. Heavy metal and pop, I answered, tossing my hair over my shoulder. Which must be tough with all those, like, half braids, half curls. Right. But she gets it done. My teacher looked confused and then shocked. She couldn't have been more shocked than I was. I couldn't believe I had actually said that. Then a fucking cute boy looks at her and like... Shoots her a smile. Shoots her a smile of approval. So that's your burn? Very amusing, Don, said Mrs. Harris, but I wasn't talking about rock and roll. I was talking about Igneous Rock. Is that a new group? I said boldly. (laughs) That's my fucking burn.
1: Good name for a band. Woo! Baby Nation, if you needed a name for a band...
0: Oh man, and then later this in her class Comes up to her and says Man, that was a cool gag you did about Igneous Rock You right. really burned the teacher And all I could think was How much social anxiety I had That Dawn was gonna fucking fuck it up With the cool kid in class But she didn't She did, she turns into like old Dawn again By the end of this book, she reverts. She's back in the snow globe and shook up the snow globe. Everything's changing. It looks like you're getting change, right? And then the snow settles and Dawn's fucking back in her old outfit. She's wearing a UCLA sweater. Wearing a UCLA sweater. She's like, I don't care what it is, as long as it references California, right? I maybe that's better. You you
1: like the new Dawn? Yeah, I thought the new Dawn was cool as hell.
0: She was not cool. The new Dawn. Okay. The new Donna has a theory of cool that I found to be very compelling. Okay. So here's what she says. Cool kids don't talk a lot, right? They don't explain everything they're thinking and feeling. Okay. That's cool. Cool kids just go ahead and do what they want to do. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Cool kids shrug a lot. That's the other thing. Right? They babies and gentlemen. Now we're both just sitting here shrugging and
1: babies and hey, gentlemen. I, another. I
0: can I can confirm to you right now that Tanner just shrugged at me and it was cool and I shrugged back and it was cool as hell.
1: Doesn't pick up on audio, but We're just sitting here shrugging, and it's cool as hell. What?
0: I don't care. Whatever. I'm not going to explain everything I'm thinking and feeling.
1: We do that on this show.
0: Yeah, but only because it's an audio medium.
1: What was the first one?
0: They don't talk a lot.
1: We do that on this show.
0: Yeah, you try not to.
1: And shrugs don't pick up on audio. Yeah. So we're the two least cool people. (laughs) We have zero holes in our ears. (laughs)
0: I've got no holes.
1: No holes. You yeah. don't even have tattoos, and which is like a million
0: little holes. God damn it! Let's get where's get matching tattoos, Baby Nation. I announce now on this podcast, <laughs> Tanner and I are going to get matching tattoos.
1: Absolutely, I would. Yeah. Would let's it be do it. Baby Nation themed? Yeah. You would get burn, and I would get bees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's pretty good.
1: Is that? Can I just
0: have a burning bee?
1: No, I think we have to set up. It's like a BFF necklace. Okay. One of us has to have something that references the other. Okay, so you'll have half a bee, like the butt of a bee? I'll have a butt of a bee. Yeah. And you'll have the head of a bee. That's pretty good. Yeah. What if if I have one that says hi and you have one that says hi? In Norwegian? And then we just put them together and it says hi, hi. And everyone in Norway is
0: like, is that where it comes from? (laughs) I don't know. Baby Nation, pitch us. Yeah, pitch us tattoo ideas. I'm ready. I'm ready. You know? You're only in your 30s once. So that was your burn of the week? Yeah. We went... Too deep. We went too deep, didn't we? I'm all over the place now.
1: Yeah, I'm already jet lagged. <laughs> You're taking me three levels deep uh-huh. in bits. Yeah, I don't know where we're at now. We're talking about.
0: Can I tell you another new burn? baby?
1: Oh God, yeah. Please tell me another brand.
0: They burned Cam Geary really hard. Yeah, I got this one. Too. <laughs> This was my
1: first burn of the week before that whole, like, <laughs> ghost horse uh, um, gaslighting St- happened.
0: Stacey is like, surprise her fuck a prize. I'm from New York. And in New York, we get, like, albums earlier, which is not true. No. But whatever. And she's like, good news, Marianne. Uh, I got Cam Geary, the actor.
1: Stacy's dad went to a hip album store. Yeah. And got a early release album. Yeah. Yeah. Of teen actor Cam Geary's first like, yeah.
0: foray into music. My part of the week is just they like, put it on and uh, Marianne thinks it sounds good. And Mal says, uh, this is, uh, it's only his first album. Maybe he's just kind of learning how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, on you, Cam Geary. Yeah, th- Cam, Cam, Cam. If, you're, if you're listening to this, and I'm sure you are, Mal is 11 she even sees through your bullshit. Yeah. Dude, it's not going to fucking last. Stick to
1: acting Cam. Yeah. Um Who do you think Cam is supposed to be? Who's the real-world equivalent?
0: Uh 86. Rob Lowe. 16 he first appears in 16 magazine in the so novel. So he's probably a teen in the novel, uh The Ghost of Dawn's House. God, I'm good. Fucking hell, I'm good.
1: Why do you know that?
0: I don't know. Uh, but he first appears in the 16 magazine is the first time that Marion has like a real feeling for a boy and it's for Cam Geary, uh, which lucky that Logan strolls into town and magically looks exactly like Cam Geary. Logan, you fucking weirdo.
1: Looks like Cam Geary, bad at singing.
0: Uh, I was going to tell you something else about Stacy.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of bebopping all over the map tonight. <laughs>
0: We're deep in segments. That's all. We're just deep.
1: We're not even in segments now. We're just like in in the
0: wastelands. Yeah. Well, this is just a a segment of my notes that's called Stacy's Insufferable.
1: Okay. I'll start looking through the dregs of my notes too. (laughs) Maybe I can find
0: something. We were
1: trying to figure out who Cam Geary was. Who was part of the Brat Pack?
0: Who was 16 in 1986? I don't know. Born in 1970. Maybe it's like okay. oh, you know. Do
1: do 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 ten or Google's. What's? I was gonna
0: speculate with you. What? What's the guy from the Partridge Family? Slab's born in 1970. 1970. Good. Good. This is worth it. I'm Night
1: Shyamalan. <laughs> okay. Melissa McCarthy. Melania Trump. Oh boy. Matt Damon was he a childhood no. actor? No. No. Uh Ethan Hawke. Oh, I know exactly who it is. You got it? Yep. Who? Born in nineteen seventy. Yep. Would have been sixteen mm-hmm. in nineteen eighty six. Yep. When Ghost of Dawn's Blonde, house. Blonde, very handsome, yep. teen heartthrob. Okay. River Phoenix.
0: <laughs>
1: Cam of Geary course. is absolutely River Phoenix. Yeah. A rest in peace, River Phoenix.
0: Yeah, R.I.P. River Phoenix. <sighs> well, maybe that's why Anne's trying to preserve him? Trying to preserve him. Trap him in amber? Yeah, if only.
1: (sighs) River Phoenix has got to be. Tanner, we're getting to the point where it's time to start wrapping up. Oh, no. We also have so much to go through.
0: Yeah, we actually do. I want to talk to you about Norman
1: Hill, Jack. Yeah,
0: let's talk about Norman Hill. We've
1: been tiptoeing around Norman Hill all night. Dancing around
0: it. It's a B plot.
1: Norman Hill is the new baby in town. He is what Don describes as a fat boy. Yep. His parents are health nuts. Mm Mm-hmm fitness nuts. He's they a cool character. He's pretty cool. He doesn't
0: let them get to him. Yeah. And this is a book that is about normativity and about social norms and feeling constrained to change yourself so that you can fit those norms, even if it's not your true self. And it's a beautiful thing that Anne does to have the one guy who doesn't do that right. be Norm. Right. Norm is the guy who shatters all those expectations yeah he doesn't fucking give a shit don thinks that it's cool to like like disrespect your teachers
1: <laughs> not cool Don.
0: not cool not cool baby nation yeah if you're thinking about after listening to this podcast if you're thinking about disrespecting your teachers no no that's not the message we're trying to send here
1: that is not cool you know what's cool shrugging
0: yeah. a lot yeah shrugging a lot Just shrug a lot baby nation not talking a lot no and you directed conversation Okay, Norman Hill. Norman Hill. This boy,
1: he's got a mean sister named Sarah, who's got a friend named Elizabeth, who's also mean. Sarah feels like it's her job to try to keep Norman's bad eating habits in check every time he goes and sneaks some chips or a cake or something like that. She goes and rats on him. He is overweight, but he um, is mostly okay with it. He likes eating. He doesn't mind being overweight for the most part.
0: Well, he minds it because everyone's fucking getting on his goddamn case about it all the time. Right, his
1: parents are really
0: fucking awful. God, they're
1: horrifyingly bad people. He one time got all E's, which apparently is a thing in the Sitterverse.
0: Yeah, but it means excellent.
1: It means excellent. It's better than A. Yeah. He got all E's. And uh, he showed it to his dad, and his dad just kind of like shrugged it off. His dad was like, How could a
0: fat kid get so many E's? No, he said,
1: How could a smart kid be so fat? And it's like, (gasps) That doesn't track,
0: asshole. Uh, And then his mom
1: was a little better. She was like, Oh, great, Norman. This is so good. You got all E's. Now we just need two extra E's for excellent eating. Uh, It's like, Fuck you,
0: hills. Ugh. The bad, 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 bad. Bad people. parents. Norma's cool as hell. is cool as hell. Is cool he as owns hell. it. He has a girlfriend. A girlfriend pen pal. Right. Uh, if I he's had... He's kind catfishing of her a little bit. Yeah, he's kind of catfishing her a little That's bit. Fine. That's fine. He, t- t- he confesses
1: at the end. He sends her a picture. He says, listen...
0: This is me. This is me. This
1: is who I am. I accept it, and I, I live inside it, and I'm cool with it. Jack. Yes. The scene we're describing is my... <gasps> <gasps> Good. Norm has this ongoing relationship with this pen pal of his. Mm-hmm. He is constantly making up at one point Marianne is babysitting for him and he sneaks down to eat some Oreos and she goes into his room and looks at his note that he's is sending to his girlfriend mm-hmm. and he says, Oh, sorry, my camera's broken. Can't send you a photo, but I'm totally buff. Yeah. Like I'm super athletic. I work out every day. I work out every day. Um but then at the end he accepts himself and he sends her a letter that says, Listen, I'm a I'm a fat guy. Yeah. I'm working on it. But that's just who I am. Here's yeah. a picture of me. And he gets Dawn to, to send a picture. Um so she takes a picture of him and he says, Do you think Brittany will stop writing when she sees this? Hell no. No, I said. I bet she'll see what I see. What? A fat kid? No, I scoffed, pushing him playfully. I see a warm smile, intelligent eyes, and a determined attitude. The real Norman shines through in this picture. Norman smiled at me. Thanks. He got up from the couch. I have to put this in my letter. And then he went and sent the letter. I felt a lot
0: of love for... He's fucking awesome, man. Norman Hill is a great, great new character that Anne has introduced. Right. Um, I can't wait to see more of him. I can't wait to see more of this dude. He's good as hell. He's also what makes Marianne realize that she's been been being real weird to dawn right she's like oh maybe norman hill doesn't like everybody telling him uh, all the fucking things he needs to change about himself right and maybe he wants to live in his own truth and be the like awesome person that he is with his intelligent eyes and his his winning smile and his fucking cool ass attitude
1: and his girlfriend which is more than dawn can say he's this dude is seven you know what i was doing when i was seven not having a girlfriend. Absolutely not. <laughs> it would take me another 20 years for that to happen.
0: <laughs> you figured it out, though. Got there. Yeah. Yeah, Marianne's on some weird shit. I had this idea that Marianne is totally under the thrall of Logan at this point, And is just pushing Dawn to be her worst self. Dawn is like, oh, I'm... I'm unself confident I have nervousness about boys and Marian's like oh well maybe you need to change right
1: (laughs) and she reads a bunch of magazines and all of a sudden she's like fucking Dr. Ruth yeah
0: (laughs) yeah And it does not work. No. She like Marian counsels Dawn to do this like popcorn thing that was a bad idea. Yeah, she's like keep
1: keep the popcorn between you, and when he reaches to go get popcorn, like t- you you reach to get popcorn and you'll touch his hand. Yeah, and it, then he'll be like super like into that.
0: You know what? That's something that Hodges Swallow got right this week. Did he? Yeah, Hodges uh, ba- New Baby Bees. Hodges is the art director for the Sitter cycle. Nope, he paints the covers. He paints the covers. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to kind of build him up a little bit. But Hodges, holy shit, did a dude. cover this week that was that moment that we're just describing. Louis Bruno's a good-looking dude. Oh, he's a very handsome man. He looks just like he looks like Cam Geary. He looks Except handsomer. Though. He looks like a Meadow Phoenix. What's You're Rio? saying like a adjacent to River Phoenix. River Phoenix has brothers and sisters that all have. Uh, nature names. No, you made that. Yes, he does. Look it up, asshole. I won't. Please look it up because I think I'm right. <laughs> 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 Tanner Googles. I mean, Joaquin is obviously not a nature name, but I think a lot of the Phoenix is. is Joaquin Phoenix River yeah. Phoenix's brother? Dude, yes. This isn't news to the people who are listening to this. It's wa- it's news to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> River Jude Phoenix, born August thirtieth, nineteen seventy. He was the older brother of Rain Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix, Liberty Phoenix, and Summer Phoenix. Pretty good, right? I'm pretty right. I'm pretty right. I'm not. They sound wrong. like the um, the kids from a couple books ago, Melody and oh, yeah. Bill, and yeah, the like, to- the ones who are obsessed with catcher. the toilet monster.
0: Yeah. Um. You know what we should do, Tanner? Go uh, home. Let's get the fuck out of here. This week.
1: We read a book. We read a book called Don's Big Date, book yep. number fifty-two in the Babysitters' Cycle. Yeah. Next week. No, wait. Hang on. We are reading a book, book number fifty-three in the Babysitters' Cycle. Sorry. No, it's fifty-one. Fifty-one. I do book it because this, I, book, th- this book was. The reason 50. I do it is because I. This write is episode it down. fifty-two. This I wrote it book, down. Stacy's ex-best friend.
0: Ooh, Pete Black book. Yes. Oh yes, Baby Nation. We know something about this next book because Tanner looked things up uh, in like. <laughs> Do-do-do. Yes. Do, do, do. Da,
1: da, da 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 da
0: Tanner, against my advice, looked things up, and we know that Pete Black does not make his last appearance in the novel Mary and Mrs. Logan. No. And in fact I continues looked up spoilers. to be an awesome character. And the next book that we're reading is called Stacy's Ex-Best Friend. It's all about Pete Black. Don't... <laughs> So, I'm looking forward to some hot, hot Pete Black content next week. I uh-huh. hope you are as well. Yep. In the meantime, God, I'm so psyched. In the meantime, I've been Jack Shepard.
1: I have been Tanner Greenring.
0: And this has been another episode of the Babysitters Club Club. Club! Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. No. More importantly, Baby Nation.
1: Yep. You've given us your ratings. And thank you. You've given us your reviews. You've We'd given like us them. your subscriptions, and we cannot be more grateful about that. You helped to get us featured on iTunes recently, which yeah, was, was very kind of you. Cool as hell. Um, there's a whole, probably a whole new bunch of babies out there in Baby Nation. Welcome to all of you. Uh, sorry for everything.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry, I Peed my pants.
1: Sorry, Jack Peed his pants. Yeah. I think what would help us more than ever now, Baby Nation, is if you can share this podcast with someone who you think would enjoy it. Just send them your favorite episode, say, I've got this show I think you'll like, and maybe we can um, continue to expand our nation to yeah. the point where we can form a kind of coalition, a militia, take over from the inside out, a la Red Dawn.
0: Oh, Red Dawn. Yeah. That's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie.
1: Nope, it's not. You always say that, and it's definitely not. It's Patrick Swayze. Are you sure? Yep.
0: You really let me get away this episode without talking too much about the religious themes in this book. It's because you didn't have anything. You tried You tried to get one in, but I, I warned Baby Nation about your deceitful ways <laughs> right at the top with a, with a Proverbs verse of my own. Donna has a big date, and it's a big date with a big guy. Who is it? Lewis. C.S. Lewis. Author of Mere Christianity. Bad. <laughs> i know i couldn't find <laughs> shit this week just wasn't there you did bad this week i've been jack Shepard. i've
1: been tanner green ring and Cla- you did bad
0: i did a bad job <laughs>
1: <laughs> keep making little burps
0: baby nation jack's full of little burps tonight claudia is wearing a bra now and the way she talks you would think that boys had just been invented
1: Oh, hang on. You no, know the one dream is I've like got, a river.
0: I've got it. before You have a change and as hang it tight. flows. Wait, I just want to add something and to it before you start. Is Anything you're going to like this.
1: That must follow. No, but before goes. you sing,
0: uh, don't fucking sing the song.
1: Oh, okay.